you know, Scully, because of her scientific methods, a lot of things that she, you know, she can prove certain things. And I think Mulder, that's his frustration is that he does believe, but he doesn't have the proof that he needs. Mm, that's actually, yeah, that's very good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Mulder, Mulder very much feels like a, a man that feels like the world's out to get him. And the sad thing about Mulder is that he's right. All right. Hello, my name is David Shire, and this is How It's Going So Far, a podcast where we're going to be promoting another podcast talking about the X-Files. Uh, my name is David Shire, and with me today is my beautiful and lovely mother, uh, Mary Kay. Mary Kay. Uh, Mary Kay, why don't you introduce uh, yourself to the audience? Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I'm glad to be here. Um, David and I were talking about our favorite TV shows recently, and the X-Files came up. Um, I started watching the X-Files during, I think, the second or third season when it aired. And to give our younger listeners some perspective, uh, this was the world I lived in when the X-Files was aired in 1993. Uh, Fox Broadcasting Company was less than 10 years old and was successfully competing with NBC, ABC, and CBS. The internet was brand new. TV shows would air on the network at a specific date and time. I watched the X-Files on Friday evenings at 9 or 10 p.m. If you missed an episode, you had to wait until the summer reruns, if you can believe that. There was no streaming or binge watching. The first season had 24 episodes. Well, now that we've given you some background, let's, uh, let's dive into episode one. And they appropriately named it Pilot. Right. Uh, let's go ahead. Yeah, let's talk about episode one. Um, and I kind of want to talk a little bit about why we wanted to start this podcast, too, and kind of what we're both looking for uh, in the podcast. I think that would be kind of an interesting conversation uh, to begin. Uh, so what are you looking for in this rewatch um, as you're going through, like being a, such a fan of the show in the since like the beginning and revisiting it now, like the entire series? Uh, what are you kind of hoping for to see in this rewatch? You know, I'm just hoping that it was as good as I remember it to be. And after rewatching the first pilot episode, I was I was like, yeah, this show is something special. Okay. So I'm excited to talk about it. That's cool. Because I remember I remember as a kid, I remember watching a lot of this show because you would buy like uh, box set DVDs of the yeah. show. And I remember rewatching it. Uh, with the box set DVDs. And I remember the, like, the, sk- the square framing on our uh, TV and stuff like that, uh, which is like a pleasant surprise that that's no longer a uh, thing. Like, did you notice that on the Hulu? Like the, it wasn't like a square box. It was like a full HD remaster, which was kind of cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 But um, I guess, I guess for me, uh, since you gave your answer, uh, what I'm looking for is I still remember some of the episodes that we watched. Like uh, there's certain episodes uh, that stick out vividly in my head. Like there's like the one in the forest where like uh, Mulder and Scully are like investigating like a uh, not to spoil the series or anything that's like twenty years old, but <laughs> they're investigating the uh, the lice or the green lice in the forest, and I still remember that one. Um, so 
I guess what I'm looking for is like, you know, I grew up in a very different generation than you. I'm a, I'm a stinking millennial and I'm lazy and I don't do anything, right? So I'm looking to see like what parts of the show have aged, uh, if it does hold up, like you said. Um, I think that the HD remaster definitely helps it with um, how it looks. It definitely looks still pretty good, um, at least judging off the pilot episode, which I'm guessing they spent the most time in. So I'm really excited to see what we uh, what we both agree on, what we both disagree on, and see kind of what our opinions are of the show. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, sometimes I'm not going to lie, a little cringe, but <laughs> <laughs> but not that you know what that means. We'll both we'll both uh, record our thoughts and uh, just go through uh, episode by episode basis. Um, and uh, anything else you want to add before we like hop into the pilot? No, I'm excited to get started talking about the pilot episode. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's start. So um, let's see. What do I have here? So we start off the pilot. And uh, the first scene we have is something very paranormal is going on. And uh, we see a woman running into the forest. And and all of a sudden, this bright light shines around her. And this, and, uh, this uh, man is following her around. We don't know what's going on. We assume aliens because... Uh, uh, like like Mulder, we're both we're both believers, right? Uh, no one's yeah. a Scully on this podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> so so we assume that something is going on here. Um, and and then uh, oh. why don't you t- yeah why don't you tell us uh, what kind of what we see the girl uh, end up disappearing in like a bright flash and a bright light, and then what what else happens like moving forward from that? Yeah, um, well, I, I just wanted to go back and say the 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 series actually opens with a black background and there's white words and it says the following story is inspired by actual documented events. Yeah, so. you're right. That really, when I, I totally forgot about that. I have it written in my notes. Uh, that made me chuckle quite a bit when I first yeah. saw that. Cause uh, I just thought I thought about those future episodes and uh, I realized that that probably that doesn't probably show up in every single episode because how ridiculous would that have been? Yeah. It's like, this is inspired by true events. This uh, situation that the New Jersey devil showed up in. Or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so the fact yeah. that it showed up in this episode really made me, uh, made me laugh though. I do like, um, I do like the Fargo attempt of like, uh, cause you know, how like in Fargo, it will show that. I really do like that. Maybe this was, yeah. that was potentially inspired by the X-Files and seeing kind of the influence uh, X-Files has had already on this uh on this episode yeah but anyway yeah. so we see a girl get abducted and um and the sheriff is involved right and so what's going on with the sheriff yeah um, so they uh so they the next scene after the bright light and she's she's gone um they discover her body and uh they're saying there's no sexual assault but they do find um two weird marks on her back and they just look like little red moles Mm-hmm. And the detective has them turn her body over, and then he recognizes the girl because she went to school with his son. So then he starts walking away. He says who she is. He starts walking away, and the other investigator yells to the detective, um, "Would that be the class of '89 detective?" That was 1989, by the way. Um, and then he says, "It's happening again, isn't it?" 
And of course, my thought is, what's happening? What's going on? Right. Right. I've seen this show so many times before, but like, what's going on? I forget what the first episode is, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, <laughs> so, and so uh, shortly after that, um, yeah, class of 89, thank you for clarifying that 20, uh, 2089. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was very concerned. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I don't tr- I'm I'm trying not to roast you so hard on this podcast. Thank that's you. my I appreciate that's my, that. That's David. my goal, but I have to like jab you every once in a while. Thank um, you. Thank you. Uh, um so anyway, so we we move on to the next scene uh where we're introduced to a very young um very young uh Dana Scully played by um what's her name again, mom? I, I totally uh, Jillian Anderson. Jillian Anderson. And uh one thing that stands out to me right away is that I remember watching this show as a kid. And I remember everybody looking like incredibly old to me. But now that I'm an adult and I'm watching the show uh, again with like fresh eyes, I'm like, holy cow, that person is like maybe roughly my age. <laughs> and it's really exactly. freaking me out. Uh, it's really making me feel old uh, rewatching it. But uh, we're introduced to Scully. She's walking around and she gets uh, in an interview. Or I'm assuming like it's this weird interview process where she kind of explains her backstory that she's a uh, a medical student that turned FBI agent uh, at the behest of her um, of her loving and adoring parents, and we see <laughs> that she that she is uh, she's calling this like a rebel move, and the investigators are like, okay, well, uh, since since you're new here, we're going to assign you to uh, Spooky Molder. Now, what do you think about Spooky Molder and like the nickname of Spooky Molder? Because I didn't I didn't remember this like uh, <laughs> like as a kid, and uh, I I just think it's a very fun and interesting uh, interesting description because uh, that's the first time we hear about Fox Molder, and uh, and it's something yeah. I kind of wish stuck <laughs> because I don't remember anybody calling him uh, this past like maybe the first episode. Yeah, I know. I, I don't remember if he was referred to as spooky later on. I guess we'll see as we go along the series. But um, yeah. but that yeah, the uh, one of the agents asks her if she's heard of Fox Mulder, and she's like, you know, yeah, by reputation, and uh, and then they say what his background is, and you know, quite honestly, I I had forgotten that you know he actually went to Oxford. He was a educated psychologist. He wrote about serial killers and uh, the occult, and that uh, he was like a profiler, and that helped catch a serial killer. And then, because of his um, success with that, he was thought of like as the best analyst of the violent crimes division. And because of his success here, then he was able to kind of look at what he really was interested in. And apparently he came across the, um, the X-Files and started looking into those. And, uh, and, and Scully was actually the one that said that he was known as spooky um, Mulder at the Academy. And she kind of laughs. And of course, no one else in the room laughs. And then she looks over and who happens to be in the corner is the, um, the infamous cigarette smoking man. Right, and you have a you have a pretty interesting story about the cigarette smoking man, if I remember correctly, uh, that yeah, he wasn't yeah. like originally cast or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I I found out um, just somewhere or another that he originally was just supposed to be some mysterious guy. Um, he doesn't speak at all in the first episode. He's got he kind of whispers to one of the men. 
Um, but he doesn't say a word. He just, you know, looks kind of like, you know, shady and, you know, what's going on with this guy. Well, I mean, and, he is pumping uh, cancer into his lungs. So <laughs> that's, that's like the only thing he does. And in a federal, <laughs> yeah, smoking in a federal building too, which, uh, yeah. yeah, that's, uh, that's not done today. So, yeah. but they didn't, they didn't know that, uh, that smoking caused cancer back in the eighties, David. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, bizarrely, but, yeah. um, but anyway, they just liked his look, and they just decided to uh, just to hire him on as like a main yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. So they he came across really well, I guess, in the pilot episode, and so they decided to keep him. And then um, probably most listeners know, if you know anything about the X Files, that he's becomes kind of the main um, bad guy in the whole series. So oh, mom, it started out, he was just yeah. Sorry, started <laughs> out, he was just an extra. Um, that turned into something uh, much, much more. Mm-hmm. All right, cool, cool. Um, so moving on, um, I did the introduction to Scully, I believe. So uh, who, do, who do we meet next, Mother, as, uh, as we move on to the very next scene? Yeah, so the next scene, there was a little bit more. Um, she actually asks the the guys when they're talking about the X-Files and she asks if she's supposed to debunk the X-Files is that if that's what she's there for. And, uh, they, they say they're sure she'll make the proper scientific analysis. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, so then the next scene, um, one of my favorites was Scully goes down to Mulder's office And it's hilarious watching her walk down there because she's literally walking like downstairs and walking by these weird filing cabinets. And Mulder's office is literally in the basement of the FBI building. And, uh, you know, she knocks on the door. He says, come in. Um, She goes in. He's looking at some, um, oh, some like uh, pictures when she walks in and um, he's got a ton of pictures up. And of course the one that really stands out that you see a lot of in the series is the one with the UFO that the caption says, I want to believe on it. Yeah. So yeah. And um, let me tell you um, Fox Mulder. Uh, no Foxy Mulder. Yes. Uh, this guy, <laughs> David Duchovny looks very, very attractive. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. I forgot how good looking he was. I mean, he still is. If you've seen him, recently he's he's aged very well yeah but, uh, I think yeah when uh, he yeah when he turns his head i'm like oh yeah that's yeah. that's david Duchovny, all right for me it's yeah. the hair like it's just uh it's yeah. just perfect it has like a nice part um i recently got a haircut with a part so i think yeah, i've been just, just chasing david david Duchovny has just entered <laughs> my soul uh since i was a childhood and i've been chasing that haircut ever since uh yeah, but no he's looking go. great um yeah and then uh yeah, yeah as you mentioned they, yeah. yeah, so they they start bantering right away. It's it's really cool. He's like, you know, what it, you know, who did you upset to get sent to me? And then he's like, you know, I know why you're here. Um, and then you learn that she's been teaching at the academy, um, but she's she's got her medical degree, but she's never practiced medicine. Hmm. Um, and she also has an undergrad degree in physics too. And um, so it turns out that he's looking at these, uh, he's got one of these slide um, projectors and- And can we talk about that for a sec? Yeah, yeah. Just the fact that Mulder like is meeting this woman for the first time and he's like bantering back and forth very, very charismatically. But then all of a sudden, like 
just out of nowhere, he's like, been, you find out that he's just been preparing this slide machine. And you feel like, I feel like it's almost like he's been preparing this just for like the moment that somebody walks in the door being like, you see this? Like this crazy <laughs> stuff going on in Oregon. He just like had it, had it prepared in his hand, ready to go. It's like, come on in. I got some weird stuff to show you. you know? Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was on it. And uh, I really love that about Mulder um, in this episode. Like my favorite parts of Mulder is like, this blatant obsession that he has with this and how David Duchovny kind of shows that throughout the show, the episode. Yeah. But yeah, as you were saying, he was in, uh, he started to uh, show her some of the, uh, the investigation and uh, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah. So, so he shows, that. yeah, shows uh, slides of a couple of victims um, and then they had the, uh, those marks on them, um, which was bizarre. And, uh, and they, these happen in different locations too. Um, some of these uh, victims were in totally different areas. And so, uh, and the mystery in all of them is what caused their death. So mm-hmm. that was never really clearly explained. And then, uh, then he asked Scully right away if she believes in extraterrestrials. <laughs> what a pickup line. <laughs> I know. Like, it's like, uh, hey, welcome. welcome. Welcome to my world. <laughs> uh, next time I go uh, clubbing in the bar, I'm just going to be like, hey, baby, uh, aliens, yeah. you believe? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or do you want to believe? <laughs> yeah, but then the funny thing is that, of course, Scully answer is negative. You know, no, I don't believe. But then she gives some scientific reasons why, you mm-hmm. know, the the energy it would require to travel so far. And, um, you know, that was kind of interesting. I find that um, kind of a weak argument in thinking about it because, uh, I don't know, I was listening to another podcast today and they're pointing out that the universe, like, as like, I don't, I'm not saying that I believe in aliens, but, uh, one of, one of the things pointed out is that the universe is so incredibly big that you would, you would think that maybe an alien or extraterrestrial life would exist somewhere, right? Yeah. Especially if you're in Scully's position where you're a scientist. So it is kind of interesting that there is like this, such a such a divide between her and uh, Mulder uh, as yeah. like a, as a scientist and that uh, that she just has like no qualms about uh, disproving him. Though I do find that her arc throughout this first episode is pretty interesting in terms yeah. of like how she shows her disbelief. Because I yeah. think she kind of meet, reaches a middle ground that I wasn't quite expecting in this first episode, but we'll talk yeah. about that uh, yeah. a little bit later. Um, so <laughs> here's a scene I want to talk about, just because I thought it was kind of, I thought it was actually a little bit over the top and kind of cheesy, but they go to uh, investigate and they start off their path. Uh, the Scooby gang has united. Uh, I guess this would be like uh, Fred and Daphne have, have, have united. <laughs> uh, they, start, yeah. they start flying out uh, to Oregon. And then there's this whole scene where a plane almost where their plane almost crashes. That seems like <laughs> yeah. it's completely out of nowhere. And we get we get one of these really funny Mulder quips where he's like, "Well, I guess we're here." <laughs> like, yeah. so, there's like a lot of uh, in this episode. One of the things that maybe hasn't aged super well for me was hearing like all these different like one-liners that Mulder uh, has. He kind of feels yeah. like like this '80s cop almost. Yeah. And um, I was listening. Um, I, I've been. I was listening to this other podcast, and I remember them saying this: that Mulder's character originally was supposed to be more like that. So as the series kind of progresses, eventually that'll kind of like die out, and he's not going to give as many one-liners, and his like yeah. his true passion will be like uh, you know David Duchovny, like with the slideshow, like obsessed about every alien. That'll be like his main uh, main character trait. But apparently, he was supposed to be a little bit more uh, 
uh, I don't know, uh, douchey <laughs> in, the, yeah. in this uh, in this pilot in this pilot yeah. episode and in, uh, in the beginning of the series. That's how they originally like envisioned his character uh, until yeah. uh, until David Duchovny was like uh, until they realized that David Duchovny could play him uh, in a very different way, which I thought was yeah. kind of funny. But like some of these lines that he says, we'll we'll uh, get to it. But my goodness, yeah, they are pretty pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that and that uh, yeah, the plane thing seemed totally unnecessary. I'm not yeah. sure. You know, she she was obviously scared along with all the other passengers. I mean, you know, luggage is falling out of the the overhead bins and, you know, and Mulder's just lying there, you know, just kind of like, you know, no big deal. Right. I think another thing we should uh, keep track of, and this is just for like podcast purposes, but I feel like we should keep track of any time that Scully is presented with like insurmountable evidence that there there is 100 percent uh 100 aliens and that she chooses just not to believe based on principle because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all the weird stuff happens yeah and that's true she like doubts but she still doesn't believe and i feel like there's a couple instances here where like if i was presented with this situation i'd be like okay i, I guess aliens are real Mulder. yeah it's uh, like maybe you're right yeah. maybe you're right uh but anyway yeah. Uh, so we continue on, and they're going to a cemetery. Now, I don't, I don't have it written down why they went to the cemetery. Uh, do you have uh, why, uh, why they uh, originally went to that uh, area, or did something oh, yeah. happen in between? Yeah, but something did happen before that. So okay. um, they were in their rental car, and oh, um, right. yeah. Scully, yeah, Scully's reading the um, the file while Mulder's driving. And I just wanted to point out that Mulder is eating sunflower seeds in the car. Mm-hmm. And this is something that will continue throughout the whole series. Mulder is constantly snacking on sunflower seeds. And, uh, and I did a little research on this and I found out that this, uh, this quirky snack idea actually came from um, Chris Carter, who created the show. And uh, at the time, he was a uh, aging hippie and he loved sunflower seeds. So for some reason, he wanted his, his character to love them as well. Um, but uh, as they're driving and they're discussing the case, um, Scully discovers that um, the first three victims in the autopsy, there was no mention of those marks. And so, and they were all examined by this same medical examiner. Uh, But the newest case, the one um, that they showed in the beginning of the episode of the girl, um, that has the marks listed and that medical exam was done by someone else. And so then Mulder says, you know, well, you know, he, Pretty much, you know, she was like thinking that was all, you know, oh, yeah, see what I saw here because of my wonderful scientific background. And Mulder's like, yeah, I already saw that. We're going to the the grave site right now <laughs> to dig up one of the graves. So. Right. And, um, and importantly, there also uh, there also happens to be like a weird shake in the car. And yeah, yeah. in that moment, Mulder, I think what, what's interesting about Mulder, uh, especially in this episode, is that he's very mysterious. Like he very much yeah. is the spooky Mulder. And he... He uh, just he he senses this weird shaking. He pulls over the car and he marks it as like a giant X, which um, is kind of it's one. I, I think this is like a weird trope in some pilot TV shows where if you have like such a name as like the X Files, of course, like an X is going to show up in the episode <laughs> drawn out by one of the characters. I just think it's like a weird quirk that some of these TV shows have. Um, yeah. Like I think Lost, like the Lost 
famously has like a pilot episode that revolves around a pilot. And I just thought of that. Uh, I was just like yeah, thinking about stuff, <laughs> stuff like that, where the pilot yeah. episode like takes a time to be a little bit quirky. Um, but uh, it is an important plot detail that uh, that Mulder marks the spot where they're going to. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, um, I mean, it's it's kind of funny, too, because, you know, he just the car's going a little haywire. He pulls he pulls over and then he just gets out of the car opens the trunk. I think he moves a suitcase and he pulls out a can of spray paint. I mean, who carries spray paint in their car? Fox <laughs> and then freaking Mulder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then Scully's like, wait, what was that about? And he's like, oh, it's probably nothing. And then they just drive off and it's like, wait, what the right. heck was that? Dude, yeah. Mulder acting like a complete lunatic is some of my favorite stuff in, the, in this pilot <laughs> exactly. episode. It's just, it, I love, I love lunatic Mulder. Uh, that's, that's what his name should have been in the force. Lunatic Mulder. Uh, good yeah. old LF, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, so we continue on. Uh, so they start investigating and they go to the grave site. And apparently, um, well, before they actually get to the grave, we meet the, uh, the I, f- I forget how do you say it? optometrist or the person that um... <laughs> no no David that's the one that examined your eyes <laughs> right no yeah. he was he was the uh, county medical examiner right okay see yeah. this is why I need I need somebody on the podcast because if you listen to my past podcast I'll like not know what something is and then I'll just say something and just move forward anyway um, obviously you've listened to every podcast being my mother right so <laughs> oh anyway. oh yeah <laughs> yeah you, ha- you have a podcast <laughs> yeah yeah i do what yeah we have like uh, uh, this will be our 10th episode yeah, but when it anyway airs. so this so this man pulls up and he's got um a girl in the car with him um she looks about the same age as the victims and uh the girl tries to come with him but he tells her to stay in the car and then he starts immediately yelling at Mulder and scully and uh, and he was the one that did the uh, the other autopsies, and he's like immediately like defensive and yelling. And he uh, we find out that he didn't do the most recent autopsy because he was out of town on vacation, and mm-hmm. he's just agitated. And then finally, the girl just calls to him and said, "You know, can we please go home?" And then um, and then this is another one of Mulder's little uh, weird little lines where he says, I guess he needed a longer vacation. And <laughs> nice, nice Mulder. <laughs> I know. It's like, really? Oh, he has another, he has another couple of great ones. Uh, he that, does, yeah. Uh, that I wrote. When I say wrote great, that? I mean, they're terrible. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently, apparently also, uh, somebody probably should have been arrested for this, but uh, the crane that is being used on oh. to bring out the, the, uh, the body, uh, is for whatever reason has a strap that's like just super loose and it's very clearly loose. Like I'm not like a construction worker. Uh, I, I assume that construction workers do really good jobs. But if I was on site and I saw a strap that was like hanging on a thread, uh, like <laughs> yeah. the strap that was hanging on a thread on that, I would have said something at least. And so that yeah. comes barreling down. Uh, it falls down and all of a sudden we see uh, this weird, almost, almost, extraterrestrial looking being inside of the box and Mulder has something to say which I can't remember because I wrote it right down uh, but he, he uh, Mulder says one of his lines and all of a sudden we're starting to wonder as the audience is 
is Mulder not crazy? Is he right? Is this aliens? Yes. So, what, what is this? Yeah. Um, I might add to that, you know, I thought that maybe the strap would have broken because whatever was in the coffin was like super heavy. This thing was like pretty small. So yeah. I don't, and I thought that was really cheesy that they had that break and it rolled down the hill and then it hit the gravestone and popped open. And, yeah. You know, it was just, uh, you got to add that dramatic, dramatic flair. Dramatic Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, how 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 excited do you think Mulder was to see that like oh. dead chimpanzee body? <laughs> like I he was. From- <laughs> he, I'm, I'm like, I, th- I think eleven, eleven <laughs> for sure. Yeah, right. they. The next scene, there, Scully's trying to do the autopsy. Mulder is taking pictures of the body, just all excited. And I think finally she says, can you stop pointing that camera at me? Yeah. And, almost feels uh, like voyeurism. You know, yeah, exactly. And he's like, you know, he's like, like baby, this is come on, alien. give me another shot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, come on, Scully, this, you know, this is alien. And she's like, well, it's not human. And he's like, I knew it. I knew it. And then she said, she thinks it might be something from the ape family, maybe an orangutan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, Mulder still, you know, he, he believes he's all in and, uh, he wants more tests and x-rays done right away. And, mm-hmm. uh, then we find out that she does find it's something weird in the body's nose. So right. Which is a pretty important plot detail that we start, um, start seeing, um, Last next time we see um, the next scene, we see that uh, Scully is kind of writing down her initial report. Um, I would love to read the full transcript of that initial report <laughs> that she started writing because she, she doesn't have many kind words to say about Fox Mulder. Uh, but we do get yeah. like a nice little scene where uh, Mulder uh, ends up chucking in on her. Uh, we get uh, a sneak peek at uh, backwards cap, like I'm going on a jog, Fox Mulder, which I totally, <laughs> yeah. which uh, I thought was pretty fun. Um, and yeah. and we just kind of we keep on moving along with the uh, the investigation. Um, uh, was it in this scene or was it in a different scene? Because I have it written here that Mulder tells Scully that he's not crazy um, and that he does have his own doubts. Um, was that in this scene oh, or was that in a previous scene? No, that's in that's in another scene. Okay, that well, comes we'll, up later. We'll keep on moving on then uh, until we get to there because I think there's an interesting point I have about Fox Mulder that we'll need to get back to. Um, yeah, so definitely. the next scene we start, I believe, is when they start investigating Peggy and uh, Billy. Is that correct? Right. That's right. right at the so, psychiatric hospital. Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and take that <laughs> that over? Okay. Yeah. So uh, so we find out they're they're going to the uh, psychiatric hospital. They're talking to the doctor there. And we find out they're asking him questions about the uh, that body that they just found that victim. I think his name was Ray something Ray Soames. Um, but during their discussion, they find out that there's two other kids from the class of 1989 that are currently patients there, and they're inpatients, so that means they're staying there. And uh, and David's right; it was Billy and Peggy, and. Uh, Billy is in a like kind of waking coma, I think they called it. Uh, actually, um, they call him a vegetable mother. A vegetable. That's maybe. Oh, that is maybe. There is some jokes there that, that get made <laughs> where I was watching it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like let's yeah. not. Uh, I believe uh, shortly after the conversation, um, Mulder talks to Scully 
uh, after. And he says, he says to her something along the lines like, hey, why did you walk out so quickly? Billy just wanted to say goodbye or something. Oh, and yeah, I was like, that's right. oh, I'm older. <laughs> that was pretty cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah that was but, pretty bad. But anyway, so why yeah. are they investigating uh, uh, Billy and Peggy? Well, because Billy and Peggy were in the same class. I think they were in an accident or found in the woods. Um, Peggy is in a wheelchair and she's seems more normal. You know, she's reading something to Billy and, um, you know, I think Fox asked her if she, you know, if she, if he likes it and she's like, Oh yes, he loves it. And then two seconds later, she is completely freaking out. She like gets out of the wheelchair, kind of falls forward. She does something to her nose and there's blood. And so Mulder goes over to, um, you know, kind of help. And then we find out that he really just wants to look at the girl's back. So, Mm -hmm. so while he's helping, he lifts up her, um, the back of her shirt and sure enough, the marks are there. And then he looks up at Scully, like I told you so, you know, and then Scully kind of, that's when she walks out. And then I think then Mulder says that stupid that, cheesy line. That awesome, <laughs> that awesome. That awesome. Yeah. I just wish like sunglasses would have fallen from the sky uh, from yeah. like aliens, like and just like landed on his face right after he said that. It's <laughs> exactly. a really oh man, that was that was rough. That was like okay, this is. Uh, I hope this Mulder goes away pretty soon because yeah. I don't know if I could deal uh, with an entire season to- of him. Yeah, but, we'll watch the second episode and see. But yeah, we'll but yeah, see. but Scully, yeah, she was a little upset when she walked out, and she asked Mulder how he knew the girl would have the marks, and they kind of go back and forth a little bit, and then he says, you know, he he knows she doesn't believe, and so he tells her, you know, well, I didn't tell you because I think the marks mean that they've been abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Scully's like, you know, that's impossible. And then um, and then she's like, she points out, you know, something which I don't know why no one thought of up until this point. But she's like, all the kids were found in the woods. Why were the kids in the woods and what were they doing there? Right. And I think and this is the like, real, oh. yeah, the real crux of the show, though, uh, going back before we go into the woods. Um like, uh, I don't know. I just thought, have you ever seen that musical? I don't, I don't know if you, this is a total oh, tangent. Oh, yeah, I've seen I'm that. So sorry. Yeah, so before we go into the woods to find the alien, uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, um, <laughs> uh, before we go into there, I feel like this is uh, the entire crux of the show and what made the show so successful was this was this conversation between um, that um, Scully and Mulder are having right here, where it's this talk about belief and Mulder so desperately wants to believe, right? And I think that's what makes his character so interesting, uh, is that it's not necessarily that he does, um, or he, he does want to, like, he does. Like, there's, like, a weird difference, right? He, like, wants to so badly. Whereas Scully, I think, really doesn't. And I think, as we kind of see throughout this episode, like, this kind of stuff really scares her to her core. And yeah. I think that that's really the interesting dichotomy between these two characters that that makes it ru- be... I think I was reading it was like the longest running televised like sci-fi show of all time is like this relationship and how it kind of grows and develops throughout the series, which I'm really excited to see uh, as we kind of continue uh, forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, And I think the other thing, too, is that, you know, Scully, because of her scientific methods, a lot of things that she, you know, she can prove certain things 
And I think Mulder, that's his frustration is that he does believe, but he doesn't have the proof that he needs. Mm, that's actually, yeah, that's very good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Mulder, Mulder very much feels like a, a man that feels like the world's out to get him. And the sad thing about Mulder is that he's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, it's like, spoilers, the government is covering things up. <laughs> right. yeah, so. Which I think we all know anyway. All right. But. So they so they go into the woods to find the alien. And, and uh, they both start investigating. And we see... Um, we see it's a pretty it's pretty bog standard scene. They're both just kind of looking to see if there's any clues. Uh, the most interesting thing that happens is that we all of a sudden we see um, Scully starting to put some uh, dirt into her pocket, and I'm not quite sure wh- why at this moment. Um, in uh, in and re- when I took the note because she like she doesn't say anything, she just starts putting the dirt in her pocket, which I always yeah. love that in like a movie or TV show when uh, when the character does something and you know it's smart, but they don't like outright be like. Like uh, there's not like a sen- a sentence where Scully's like, oh wow, this looks important. She just like just starts putting it in her pocket yeah. like a weirdo, which I kind of like. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, we see the uh, a bright light start start chugging. Uh, I was watching this with subtitles on just to make sure I didn't like miss anything, which I still miss oh. stuff. stuff. Uh, but we see like uh, this uh, alien revving uh, going on according to the Hulu subtitles. And we see a man standing in the light and we're like, oh my gosh, Scully's going to die. And then of course, cut to commercial. Um, (laughs) And and my favorite thing about watching this like on Hulu too, um, and this is another little tangent. I love the fact that like, um, like there's this like weird disconnect with the commercials of today because uh, we're we're watching it with ads, and so there there's like modern day commercials with this like show from the '90s, and sometimes there's just like this really weird disconnect where yeah, uh, it's very clear that the culture is like very different. I mean, there's still a lot of government mistrust nowadays, but <laughs> um, but I thought it was just kind of it it, it makes it, it enhances the experience. So if you're gonna watch this on Hulu, uh, I recommend don't pay don't give as another streaming service more money. Just watch it with commercials and have a little laugh every once in a while. That yeah. A Toyota well, truck is trying to sell you and something. Yeah, that's that's when we, you know, if we needed to go to the bathroom or get a drink or something, that's we we would do that during commercials. So right. Back in the, make some in more the popcorn. 90s. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and then um, and then I wanted to say too the um, the cool thing about watching this on Hulu and watching it, you know, in today's time, is that you I you know like I rewound it and watched a couple things over just because I was like, wait, what was that? And so I was able to rewind it. But when you're, you know, when I watched it originally, you, you know, if you miss something, you just miss something, you know, until you saw it in a rerun like eight months later. So. Yeah. I think that's what helps. That's what's going to be interesting as we continue watching the show, because it is very episodic, right? Uh, There is like an overarching story and it'll be interesting to see that overarching story play out and see how much of that was uh, actually planned because I know network television especially had like this reputation of not really having a full story adapted and so they would just kind of figure out things as they went along and then occasionally exactly. write episodes that were like monster of the week episodes so it'll be interesting yeah. to see uh, how this kind of main like this is the main story like aliens exist this is the main story and how it relates to Mulder and his past that's will be interesting to see how that story develops but it'll also be kind of fun to see like all these side tangents that go on too yeah and exactly. uh, and how that holds up as well um yeah and so uh, and so yeah, so we keep on keep on trucking. It turns out that the uh, the commercial break we had nothing to fear. 
I mean, we had something kind of to fear. There's a guy with a gun, and but it turns out to be. <laughs> it turns Scully out has a gun too. So yeah, she has a gun too. She's about to light up somebody, uh, but uh, it turns out to be the uh, the town sheriff that we originally saw in the opening credit crawl. Uh, that's been kind of uh, MIA since since this, and he's telling he's telling uh, Scully and Mulder, uh, despite the fact that I don't think he has rank over them because he's just the town sheriff and their FBI. But he's basically kind of threatening to shoot them and murder them because they're on private property or he's like planning on arresting them, uh, which is kind of yeah. interesting, uh, which raises major red flags. But, you know, uh, Scully and Mulder uh, aren't going to like fight this. So they end up leaving. And it turns out that uh, the lights were just from the truck and that the noise that was coming from was also from the truck because apparently this is the most broken uh, engine truck <laughs> in the world. And it has like which- this weird alien sound coming out of it. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cheesy too. It's yeah. like, okay, why do you, why are you explaining the lights that it's the truck right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because that's what that's what the show has to do, right? Like, yeah. uh, there's like moments where you're like, oh man, this there's they're 100 saying this is like a supernatural thing, and then uh, like tries to pull back the curtain, tries to take yeah. off the mask, if you will, of like uh, of the monster, right? Like typical Scooby yeah. <laughs> Scooby Doo fashion. Uh, <laughs> but true. anyway, so the next scene, uh, what happens in the next scene? Um, so they're so they're driving back and uh, they're discussing. Well, you know, they first say, "Okay, well, what was the detective doing out there by himself?" You know, that was that was definitely a question. And uh, and then Scully pulls out the um, the stuff that she had collected, um, and she says that she found it. She wasn't sure what it was. And then I think uh, Mulder, um, as he's driving very unsafe safely turns on the overhead light to look at this stuff. Um, but it looks like it's, you know, kind of a sandy substance. He says, maybe it's from the campfire and Scully says, no, it's, it's everywhere out there. So that's why she picked it up as she saw it in a lot of different areas. And so she grabs some, mm-hmm. um, but they're, they're driving along. And then all of a sudden Mulder, for some reason, looks at his compass that he has and it's going haywire. And mm. then he looks at his watch and it's clearly 9.03 p.m. And then Scully asks Mulder if he's okay because he's like looking up in the sky, you know, kind of. And then he's about to say something and then there's a bright light. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, the car is showed kind of going forward a little bit, no power. And it comes to a complete stop. And mm-hmm. then Mulder looks at his watch again, and it's nine twelve. And so he tells Scully that they have just lost nine minutes. Right, and and the grin on Mulder's face being like he jumps he out, so like, happy. He, he jumps out <laughs> of the car. It's just it's it, he it, he might as well be Gene Kelly because he is singing in the rain about, is, how, he, about yeah. how awesome this experience well, was. And then to make the moment even more special for Mulder, he looks down and there's that big X that he drew earlier, yeah. right there, and he's like, I know it. People, you know, and then he's telling Scully, people abducted by aliens report losing time. And, you know, this is this is further proof. And then all of a sudden the car starts. Right. And, and so of course, like, oh, 
And of course, it's time to retreat. It's time to apparently get into a uh, a nice shower for Scully, uh, yeah. which which maybe feels a bit exploitative. But <laughs> but uh, we see Scully uh, start to undress, and then all of a sudden, we see the worst thing that we could see. We see some of those marks that were showing on the previous victims. And so I think this is maybe the most important set of sequences in the show yeah. um, in this and moving forward uh, because Scully right away, like goes to Mulder for comfort. And again, yeah. we get to see their relationship really starting from ground zero, really develop here. And yeah. I've heard the X-Files kind of described as like a love story between uh, Fox, Mulder and Scully and how their love story kind of grows. And it gets kind of steamy here a little bit. Like, uh, yeah, it's, this well, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Cause she knocks on his door and he's like, you know, invites her in. And then she's like, you know, can you look at something? Or she says, I think I need to show you something. And she starts taking off her robe. So I'm sure Mulder's like, oh, wow, this is sooner than I thought. Um, but then she asks <laughs> what, him was, to, was, 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 Wait, was Fox expecting this to happen? Like, well, I, I don't know, I this, man. I, mean, I, guess this, I guess this version of Fox Mulder where he's like making fun of like, <laughs> like uh, comatose patients might be. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but she does take off the robe and then she's got, of course, she's got something on underneath. Um, but she asks him to take a look at her back. And so then he bends down with a candle because the power had gone out. And he, you know, kind of looks and he actually touches, you know, touches her, the back of her back. And uh, then you see this big grin on his face and he's like, he goes, she's like, do you know what it is? What is it? And he tells her it's just mosquito bites. And Mm -hmm. she is so relieved that she just like throws back a robe on. She turns and she just hugs him. Yeah. And yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say too that I love I love this side of Scully as well because um, I talked about it a couple weeks ago on uh, the podcast where like a strong female uh, character to me uh, can be tough and can be you know can be like stand hold her own against the men or whatever right and but right. I think that also having kind of this more vulnerable like feminine side to Scully really helps kind of flesh out her character and again it goes right. back to that point where like. I think part of the reason why she really doesn't want to believe that this stuff's going on is that it does scare her. Like this yeah. is like a very a very tense moment for her. It's a very tense moment for us in the audience being like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. is Scully going to die?" Well, obviously not. She's like <laughs> she's like on the poster or whatever, but but yeah. uh, it is I think it is a very interesting point. And and then as we kind of continue on, uh, her her and Mulder kind of have one of these uh, late night conversations where Mulder uh, tells her like his whole backstory and uh, she's laying yeah. in his bed. He's like sitting on uh, sitting uh, down uh, right next to it. And he's like explaining to her that when he was 12, that uh, his sister disappeared and that she uh, that he <laughs> well, this this part's a little weird uh, <laughs> that he uh, got himself hypnotized uh, by like a deep uh, hypnotherapist so that he can remember certain events that happened that were repressed memories Um it was yeah. a big burden on his family that they uh, that uh, they didn't truly rec- ever really recover from, and I think that kind of that it makes you it makes you really understand Boulder obsession and having that be his key character trait. It it, it really justifies it in a way that um, that really makes the show work, and it's yeah. the thing I really like about him. Like. Like I love, I love lunatic Mulder, but like this side of Mulder too, like this more sensitive side where he's talking about his family and how it's affected him, is also just a really good opening up scene uh, and further develops their relationship. 
Yeah, and you and you can just see them just becoming closer. You know, they're they're becoming friends at this point, and um, you know, and then you you get to see towards the end of that conversation, you get to see the um, kind of obsessive Mulder, where he says, you know, the government knows about this, and he needs to know what they're protecting, and nothing else matters to him, and this is as close as he's ever gotten to it, and. Um, you know, it's just he he gets really intense. He kind of gets up on his knees and is kind of leaning towards her and, you know, just really intensely telling her that, you know, he knows the government's covering this up and, you know, he's going to find out the truth. And uh, I'm not going to lie. It's a little steamy, uh, <laughs> this intensity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's trying to comfort him. She, you know, and yeah. she's trying to calm him down a little bit. And then, then of course, suddenly the phone rings, which I actually jumped um, when mm-hmm. I was watching it because you're not expecting it. And, um, some woman saying on the phone, um, something to Mulder and he's like, what, who is this? And then he hangs up and it turns out that, uh, the girl in the wheelchair, Peggy, um, from the hospital, someone called and said that she was dead. Mm -hmm. And so they go in to investigate it. Um, and another thing that very spook that spooks out, uh, Scully very much is that she sees Peggy, uh, lying on the ground, uh, she's being taken away, but she looks at her watch and what her watch says is that she died around, like around the like the exact same time that uh, Mulder and her experienced that time loss, and that really freaks yeah. her out. Yeah, um, it was nine oh three on the watch. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, and then the other thing is that uh, Mulder's talking to, um, you know, like he came up and asked what happened with a cop talking to this guy by a truck, and the man said that she ran out in front of his truck. Mm. And he couldn't stop. And then Mulder's like, she she ran on foot because she was in a wheelchair. She couldn't run. So that oh, was right. Yeah. No, I, was I totally too. forgot about that detail. Yeah. 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 A lot of a lot then, of strange things going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then Scully comes back over to talk to Mulder, and he's obviously upset. And he's like, we got we have to go. And she's like, well. You know, and then he goes, somebody trashed the lab and stole the body. So mm. the the body that was taken out that looked that was supposedly part of a, like the ape family um, was now stolen. And all of the evidence from that was gone. Right. And then the craziest thing in the episode happens and they go back to their hotel and boom, it is on fire. And yep. This is another thing I love about Mulder. Um, I, I love I love Charlie Brown Mulder, where it's <laughs> like, like he's like has all his ducks lined up in a row. He's ready to go, yep. and then all of a sudden his hotel catches on fire, and the balls and just all the taken, evidence <laughs> taken away. All from the him. yeah, all these those pictures that he was so happy about, and the yeah. Um, yeah, the X-rays and everything is gone. And then I forgot to mention in that one scene when. Um, they were talking about his past and everything. They did cut to a shot. There was somebody lurking outside the hotel room um, mysteriously. So, oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know if you caught that, but yeah, there was someone there who was probably the one that set the place on fire. But yeah, but, I definitely um, got to take yeah, better so, notes for next episode. <laughs> oh no, that's fine. Yeah, and Mulder was yeah he was really upset, and then all of a sudden. You know, they're just at some point they're just standing there watching it. And then this girl comes up to them and she asks them, you know, she tells them her name is Teresa and she asks, she's asked them for their protection. 
And then we realized that she was the one in, in the car with her father, who's the medical examiner. And um, he was the one that did the autopsies and lied about the marks not being there. So they take her to a diner and, um, and then we start to get the story of what's actually going on. So she, uh, you know, she says she doesn't know how, but she'll find herself in the woods far from home. And it's happened to her friends um, ever since the summer they graduated. And she's scared. She doesn't want to die. Um, and then Mulder realizes that it was her that called him about Peggy's death. And right. um, really putting his FBI uh, certificate uh, to the test there. Uh, exactly. With great detective yeah, work. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So then, uh, you know, her. she says her father knows what's going on, but she doesn't think that, you know, he can protect her. And uh, she's, she admits that she has the marks too. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, for some unknown reason, she starts having a nosebleed. Right. And, and, and it's implied, um, they never directly say it, but it's implied that, or maybe they do, I can't remember. But uh, the chip that, uh, that Scully found in the chimpanzee was uh, located in its nose. And it's kind of implied that, this is, that she might have a chip as well. But unfortunately, oh. Mulder is not able... That's what that's that was my takeaway from that, which I don't know that's if you caught. That's good, David. Yeah, Boom, I see. I missed it. that. I took a note. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Mulder couldn't like bash her head open and like check himself. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so she starts having the nosebleed, and then all of a sudden, her father and the sheriff miraculously appear um, out of nowhere. Yeah. And basically take her away as she's kind of having like a meltdown, freaking out that she might be the next victim. And so, and so, of course, like this very intense thing happened. They had a very intense day. I mean, uh, their motel got burned down. All of their evidence got burned down. And uh, here I wrote Mulder decides to triple down. Mulder decides, you know what? Like, uh, there's still like two other bodies that we can investigate. So (laughs) him and Scully decide that they're going to (laughs) go grave robbing. (laughs) <laughs> which, exactly. I, which I kind of love. <laughs> yeah. And um, I also love that uh, they, this is a little bit later, but they cut to a commercial break. And when they come back, it's revealed like for no particular reason. Like I noticed in the bottom left corner, it said 5.07 AM in the morning <laughs> that they decided to go do this, which really cracked me up. You know, it was, um, it was a long day. They've, they didn't get any sleep anyway. So <laughs> luckily um, this FBI agent doesn't commit a federal crime. Uh, the graves are already empty. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know they didn't even, they, left him wide open so it didn't even no one was even covering up the fact that they took these bodies so mm-hmm. um you know the other thing though david you forgot in the diner is when the um medical examiner was talking to um his daughter they he said something about detective miles and then Mulder realized that the the vegetable guy in the hospital is Billy <laughs> Miles. And that did you really is call him vegetable son. guy? <laughs> well, you didn't, you didn't like me calling him, uh, you know, in a waking coma. So. <laughs> we could just call him Billy. <laughs> or Billy, yeah. <laughs> he has so. a name, Mother. Yes, oh, true. Oh, my goodness. All right. But anyway, so so we find out the detective is Billy's father. So that's kind of another kind of mm-hmm. reveal that something's right. going on. And that's a big reveal because um, 
as as uh, going back to the graveyard scene with the empty graves, uh, Mulder reveals to Scully his theory that he believes that Billy Miles is actually the one that is the killer. And that kind of explains everything, you know, explains like yeah. the government, like the local government cover up with the sheriff, right. uh, explains uh, the uh, medical examiner uh, purposely giving out wrong medical examinations. Um, I don't know how to better say that, but yeah. <laughs> it, covering it really up does evidence. Ex- covering up evidence. And uh, here Scully calls Billy a vegetable and I'm like, whoa, Scully, <laughs> like, yeah. calm down. Uh, but uh, there's one more left uh, that we have here. So, so again, they go to investigate. Um, they go to investigate uh, Billy, and um, there's a really intri- again, like I re- what I really like about Scully is that she's very smart, and the way that she kind of solves this is very interesting. Um, if you want yeah. to touch on that, yeah, yeah. So they're so Mulder's kind of um, he's talking to the nurse, and you know, it's actually a little bit flirty at times, which is kind of weird. <laughs> Because the nurse is quite a bit older. I mean, Mulder's good looking, so I mean, I guess I could see why she would. But you know, they're they're kind of you know just having weird, flirty conversation. And Scully goes to the end of the bed. She lifts up the covers and she starts looking at Billy's feet, and his feet are dirty. Yeah, and she starts scraping something off, and. She's like, okay, come on, Mulder. They go out in the hall and she's like, oh my God, I think Billy killed those girls. Right. I think he killed those. And and uh, she said that what she found on his feet was the same stuff that was in the woods. Right. And, and you know, yeah. and so she's, she's convinced, you know, she's like, you know, we've, and then Mulder reminds her, he said, well, you know, we really should compare the two samples and make sure it is the same stuff because you're writing an official report. And then she kind of slows down and she's like, okay, you're right. But of course the sample was destroyed in the fire. Mm -hmm. So they decide to go back out into the woods to um, get another sample. Right. And they really, they really do play off each other here quite well. And seeing Mulder kind of take some responsibility here with her assessment I thought was kind of an interesting uh, move for him to do as well, which I liked. Yeah. Um, but like the, this is the last line I have here. I, I'd be reminisced not to time to mention it. But uh, when uh, when Mulder is doing his investigating slash flirting with the uh, the nurse, uh, he asks he asks her about Peggy and whether or not uh, he saw her uh, at the uh, at the end of the war if she was taking care of him. And the nurse, this medically trained person says I think this is the person that should be canceled uh, by the end of by the end of this podcast. She says that's not my aisle of the produce section, <laughs> which I was flabbergasted when she said oh that. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. But anyway, yeah. yes. So <laughs> So yeah. yeah, the hunt is on. They're they're hunting for Billy. They're going back to the woods and of course, uh which will be kind of come an X-file trope, but um uh, yeah. Mulder and Scully get separated and they start, they get separated somehow in the woods. I forget exactly how, uh, she well, starts I've, like picking up a sample and then she gets hit. Um, well, yeah. So we, we know that Mulder's a runner from earlier. And so they get there and they hear scream. So the, they hear a girl scream. So they take off running towards the sound. And I think just cause he's like so much taller and he's a runner anyway, he just got ahead of her. 
And uh, yeah, and then she does get um, hit in the head by the detective. And mm-hmm. the detective doesn't even try to hide the fact that it's him. And right, he, yeah. he basically says, I he's told all you, in now. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, I told you to stay away. And so um, so Scully goes down. Mm-hmm. And so and then we see we see Billy and we see that uh, Billy is shirtless in the woods for some reason, like he's shirtless uh, and yeah. he's carrying uh, Teresa's body and all this weird and unexplainable phenomenons going up. Um, and unfor- unfortunately, we can't put a tick uh, in the in the Scully, like something Scully seen uh, here. Uh, yeah. But it is it's very much very paranormal. And uh, the sheriff is about to stop is uh, comes up on Mulder and then he sees his son taking Teresa and he tells his son to put him down. And for a moment, it looks like the sheriff's going to shoot his own son, which is it pretty, did look like pretty that. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we see the marks on Billy and then all of a sudden we see a great big flash. And uh, I believe uh, both was did Teresa disappear or no? I'm trying to remember. Like, yeah. Uh, so the, so when the detective aimed the gun towards Billy, uh, Mulder actually tackles him, mm-hmm. and so that's why he didn't shoot. And then, but the gun goes off while he's tackling him, and mm-hmm. so that alerted Scully to where they were. So she started going that way. Um, but Billy picks up the girl, and then there's the the bright light. And uh, and I just want to say something with um, you know Billy being he was shirtless with just like his pajama bottoms from the hospital on and you know and mm-hmm. i and i have to say that that guy was looking he was in pretty damn good shape for someone who had been in a coma for four years so yeah so you, thought, think, you think that would have been the first clue like that the yeah. uh the aperture uh, uh the uh the muscle uh Muscle atrophy, I forget. Uh, atrophy. atrophy, yeah, atrophy yeah. wasn't like settling in. Uh, that, exactly, yeah. that would have been. They were a, taking him. Yeah, they were taking him to the gym daily. <laughs> right, and just, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looked very good for for his uh, right. his condition. Right, right, but um, but yeah, so the the bright light happens, and Mulder and the detective both see it, mm-hmm. and it kind of flashes, and then the um billy and the girl are still there and then Mulder looks and the marks are gone on right. billy and scully sees the light but she's too far away to see exactly what it was and dang so, it scully and, i mean you could have seen the light and then the show could have ended after one one episode exactly but she could have <laughs> believed and we were yeah <laughs> instead it went on for 11 seasons yeah. um yeah actually and here's billy- another Here's another complete side tangent. I was looking up on Rotten Tomatoes, um, the uh, the X Files, and seeing kind of what the general ratings were for each season. And for whatever reason, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, what was so funny is that it was showing like pictures of uh, Scully and uh, Robert uh, Pat Pattinson. No, is it Pat? Not Robert Pattinson, but uh, the guy who play like who comes in much later in the show. Uh, oh yeah, the like, guy that was in Terminator. Yeah, Terminator like for whatever too. reason, it's not her in Mulder; it's her and that guy, and like a lot of the promotional material on uh, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, for oh, some reason, which is yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so Scully doesn't see, and Billy Billy seems very shaken, and obviously he can't really remember what's going on. And Mulder, like being who he is, is like, "Oh, I know a guy," and so <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they take him to. Uh, uh, they take him, uh, they end up arresting him. They end up taking him to prison and there's a scene where he's being hypnotized and they start, he starts talking about like this experience they had, 
in the summer where they were all out in the woods and they saw this bright light and they got taken uh, and abducted. And it's all super crazy and super interesting. Yeah. And we see we see Scully uh, retelling this story as well to uh, her officials. And what I like here about Scully is that um, one thing that was pointed out to me in like a different show, like, I, I've been comparing uh, this to Scooby-Doo a lot, but uh, <laughs> I was watching a, a YouTube video talking about this one uh, series called Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. And, and that's, in that show, uh, Daphne is very much the... Um, the uh, non-believer in ghosts or whatever, or not Daphne, uh, Velma is the non-believer in ghosts and whatever. And he, right. he, he brought up the point that, you know, like as like a scientist, she should be like excited about discovering like new possibilities. And I think that this show uh, kind of avoids that problem where like, it's not like an inconsistency with her character because one, I think she's afraid of it. And two, I think she does give it a fair shake and she's yeah. not, she like just writes her report, gives it to the people and she's they're like, well, this is completely unexplainable. Like, how are you going? Like, how can you say that this is what happened? She's like, look, you know, that's what happened. And that's my report. And I'm giving it to you. And yeah. I think I think I get the sense that maybe she's not like a complete unbeliever as like maybe we've made her out to be like she definitely becomes like this caricature. Uh, or a character archetype that we see in other shows where like, oh, that person's the Scully, right? But I think yeah. here, like what surprised me is that she's not like as as much of an unbeliever as we might have initially thought, uh, which yeah. I really enjoyed. Well, yeah, and it was it's interesting because the scientist in her, she she records what she saw and, you know, her observations. She tells them that, yeah, it's subjective, this is personal and subjective because this is, you know, my view on what happened. And she said, you know, I, but she doesn't really draw any conclusions. She just reports, you know, the facts of what happened. And, um, and then, it, you know, and there's, there's like, there's absolutely no physical evidence um, substantiating any of this. And then all of a sudden she reaches into her pocket and pulls out that metal piece that was found up the nose of the um, the victim that she did the autopsy on, the one that was like the orangutan or whatever. And um, we find out that she ha- had it in her pocket when they left the hotel. And so that's why it was uh, preserved because uh, mm-hmm. she had it on her. Um, and she said she did run a lab test on it and the material could not be identified. And then they said, well, what, is, what does Agent Mulder believe on all this? And she says, he believes that we are not alone. Mm. So, yeah, it was kind of kind of cool. Right. Yeah. And then last two scenes that I have written down is that we see the smoking man uh, take that metal uh, container and very, very like old school secret government uh, type. He ends up taking that thing to the Pentagon where there's just files and files of boxes. And my gosh, if Mulder could just get his hands on one of those boxes, <laughs> like he would just, he'd be like a child on Christmas, but unfortunately he can't. And even if he did, it would catch on fire and burn to his hands. Yeah. But, well, uh, it reminds me of uh, that scene in Indiana Jones where mm-hmm. at the end, when they get the, when they finally recover the Ark of the Covenant, they put oh, yeah. it in a wooden box and then they put it in this like warehouse with all this stuff. That's yeah. like, wait, what is all this? Oh, it's a great yeah. trope. I, I, I love that yeah. kind of trope and uh, in movies and TVs. And yeah. then, uh, but the final shot that we see um, that I have written down is that we see at the very end of the episode, we're still with Scully and Scully's kind of presented as the main character in this episode, but we see her, yeah. 
looking at the clock and just and seeing that it's like nine o'clock and um no, Mulder it's like, it's like 11 30 yeah 11 30 yeah it's later uh, we, yeah yeah we get we get Mulder calling her checking in that she's okay and that he tells her that he can't sleep and he, uh, he says well I have this other thing I want to talk to you about she says maybe tomorrow and the scene ends with her looking at the clock uh kind of like unknown well, what they're going to experience next well he now he did tell her what it was that he wanted to talk to her about it was that billy's all of billy's files right. had disappeared right yeah and so and so that's it that's the um that's the pilot episode of um of the x-files um yeah. so what was your what was your takeaway from rewatching this uh for the first time uh in quite in like maybe well, when was the last time you rewatched this? Because I remember the box oh, DVD sets when I was a kid. Yeah, it was probably about fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I was uh, I was really excited to mm-hmm. uh, when I was watching it because they did a great job of setting up, you know, a mystery right away, um, and then you've got the two characters that you know are going to be kind of going. You know, they're going to be kind of back and forth on their views. And they've they have a lot of stuff in the pilot episode that just from watching the show um, that comes back in later episodes, and um, you know, and especially Mulder revealing about his sister, that mm-hmm. comes up a lot. And um, and it was it was really exciting. I can I can see why, you know, if you if you watch that pilot episode, I would definitely want to see what was coming next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I thought. My biggest takeaway is that while some of it has aged kind of poorly with um, with especially like with all the jokes that Mulder was saying, where he it was very clear that he wasn't reading the room. uh, I thought that I could see how this show was like instantly iconic. Right. You see like the great like um, the great caricatures of Mulder and Scully. And you see like how so many characters like in the future have been copied from those characters yeah. Um, maybe done better in some cases, maybe done worse. And it'll be interesting to see how this kind of character archetype grows because it definitely feels like unique to its kind, right? Like, I don't know, like before Scully, like how many like skeptic type characters like this existed on television? Like, I can't really remember yeah. uh, before well, it, before this. And granted, I wasn't born when the series came out, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's true. So. No, it, yeah, I was... Uh, it was really interesting because, you know, Scully, and I, I read something on this too that that scully became her character jillian anderson playing her was really unique for that time Mm -hmm. um you know i'm not exactly sure when friends came out but you know friends had you know all these beautiful um people you know all these gorgeous you know 20 somethings and um you know and most of the women on television at the time were um, you know, wives or, you know, they, they maybe had some career women, but certainly not a scientist with a medical degree, yeah. um, who was smart and, you know, and could handle herself. And, you know, Scully was, you know, she really inspired that character really inspired women to go into, um, you know, law enforcement and, um, you know, scientific fields. So yeah. she really, she really had a big influence on on that. Yeah, and I will call it out. They did use uh, use her the one scene where where she was investigating the marker. I thought they could have maybe done that a little bit better, more tastefully. Yeah. But um, overall, I think that is a good point to bring up is that they uh, they that uh, her influence uh, as a 
a strong female lead uh, in a television show at the time is a pretty big landmark achievement for for television and for that kind of character to exist, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, And so anyway, that's all the notes I have. Um, Is there anything else you want to plug or anything else you want to say before uh, I give the sign off? No, I just want to say that it was uh, really fun watching the episode and I am looking forward to watching the next one, which I believe is uh, called Deep Throat. (laughs) Which Which is a reference. Yeah. Which is a reference to uh, uh, the spy f- that uh, ratted out Richard Nixon. No reason. No right. other reason. <laughs> no other reason. Yeah. If it was res- was regards to Watergate, not any other movies. Not any other. Not any other thing. Get your head out of the gutter, audience. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, again, uh, my name is David Shire. Uh, this is uh, how it's going so far, and this is a series that we'll be doing. Um, that we'll be doing together, you and I. Um, uh, mom, uh, that we'll be doing together. Uh, we'll come up with a name for it, but if you want to help support this podcast and support, um, and support that podcast, uh, we definitely are working on getting like theme songs and getting things, uh, suggested, uh, go ahead and, um, find us on Patreon on how it's going so far. You can support the podcast by giving a $5 donation, uh, to the podcast, uh, which is, uh, something that'd be pretty cool. And, uh, you can help us support the show that way. Anyway, uh, this is again, been David Shire and the truth is out there. <laughs>